Blog Talk Radio. Ray and Tay today. Yes, Sports Radio's on, talking sports with friends, and you know we got it on from the NFL to the NBA, MLB and college hoops do it all day, college football, we know who's number one, understand, on the phones, you know we get it done, so call in 718-664-9098 and we'll give you more. Hello, hello, and welcome to the show. You're listening to Ray and Tay today, and I'm Ray Tall Rayside. And I'm Tay, Eric Taylor, and we are hyped up on this Friday to give you some sports. Give us a call, 718-664-9098, like always, Today at gmail.com. If you want to shoot at us, talk to us, let us know what you think about the show, com. great website, great sport interviews and fun facts from us. And you can always tweet at us, Instagram us, Facebook us, iTunes and YouTube. We are very social. Ah, talking about baseball, but we've got to start off with all the news of the day with the NFL. Ray, the flake gate is finally over, and Tom Brady has submitted to the four-game suspension, will not take it to the Supreme Court. And I'm kind of glad it's done. I think when we look back in history, it's going to be silly that a $25,000 fine turned into a four-game suspension. But I guess my main question that I have for my man Ray, and I put it out there on Twitter, will the New England Patriots go at least 2-2 two and two without Tom Brady? Remember, they open up at Arizona, then at home to the Texans, Dolphins, I mean, sorry, Dolphins, Texans, and Bills. So one road game. What does Ray say? Well, my instinct would say no, that they'd be. Matt Castle didn't Hello? make the playoffs. Yeah, Matt Castle didn't make the playoffs, but he's still And we know Matt Castle. Uh, Ray, you're breaking up. Matt Castle. Okay. So Matt Castle proved that he can lead a team to 11 and five record. So maybe they go two right. and two. So you would you would say at least two and two. You'll go for that. Okay. Yeah, you're kind of having a bad connection. Well, you know the other news of the day: the franchise tag comes up. And only two players got deal, and it wasn't Kirk Cousins, it wasn't Eric Berry, Mo Wilkerson of the Jets. It's the kicker, Jason Tucker, four years, $17 million, $10 million guaranteed for a kicker for the Ravens. That's not bad for kicking footballs in the NFL, boys and girls. But the big money, the big fish, Von Miller, six years, $114.5 million, but... $70 million guaranteed. They had to get it done, Ray. Or Brank, Bronc, should Bronco fans be ecstatic that they have their guy? And did you think it was uh, – you think it's a good amount for him? 25 years old is in front of his life. He wants to change the game. So, yeah, the salary cap keeps going up, and you've got to keep your franchise players at home. So, yes, Broncos fans should be very happy that Ron Miller 
is still a problem. Yeah, no, no, definitely. I mean, Vaughn is, he's a game changer. And if you're starting your season with Mark Sanchez or Trevor Simeon from Northwestern, I think you definitely, uh, you know, have to rely on your defense. You don't know how healthy DeMarcus Ware will be with their back. They lost Malik Jackson, Danny Trevathan. you got to pay the best pass rusher in the NFL on Von Miller. And he wreaks havoc. We, we saw it in the Super Bowl with Cam Newton. So I'm, I'm kind of happy for them. So keeping it moving, man, you know, it's a baseball show, but it, it was a busy week. You know, we had the All-Star game and All-Star break, but that brings, for sports fans, the ESPYs. Um, and I thought the ESPYs were really good this year. I'll say on the lighter side, no way should Aaron Rodgers to, to Richard Rodgers should have been the play of the, of the year. It should have been Villanova. Richie Diacono to Chris Jenkins for a game winner. That play should have won it without doubt. Sorry, Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, championship winner. But I did like how the basketball guys, the core four, Carmelo, CP3, Dwayne Wade, and LeBron James sort of, you know, addressed the the crowd and talking about making a change. But, you know, I, I feel like there's too much weight going on the players. The reality is, politicians and other people got to get involved. I mean, I don't think all social issues need to fall on athletes to, to, to give money to school systems and stuff like that, to have after-school programs, get, you know, guns into, you know, cities. I mean, it, it's a lot. But I think it was great that they want to follow in Muhammad Ali's footsteps to try to, you know, help out the situations. We've had a rough week in America, and I think anybody trying to get, to contribute to the healing of that, it's a good thing. And Craig Sager, I mean, uh, Xavion Dobson, tearjerker, and his mother, and just his story of him, you know, taking bullets for two girls. But that and Craig Sager, Craig Sager, just it just broke my heart, man. So I, I loved it, and I, I send out prayers for all those people. What'd you think about the ESPYS, Ray? You know, I thought that they, when they said that John Cena was hosting it, I thought, ah, I don't know how great the host was going to be. But he did all right. I mean, for, for – He did pretty good. <laughs> yeah, for being a wrestler and a, and a movie star and whatever, I thought it was fine. But you're right that the human interest stories were just amazing. Um, you know, the least amazing of which were, you know, Peyton Manning, Kobe Bryant, and Abby Wambach retiring. <laughs> that in any other year would be a big deal, Right. But they handled yep. themselves really Throwing well. Tim Duncan. But like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, like you said. But um, you know, the 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 tribute, Craig Sager, the message in the beginning. I thought it was really powerful, and I thought ESPN did a great job. And they always do. I, you know, I I know it's easy for people to um, always attack and rip on ESPN, right? Because they're sort of the godfather of the sports, but. You know, all these other networks, have, you know, have created sports and cable sports networks and all that. But uh, I don't know. I, I feel like it's sort of easy to try to say, oh, ESPN doesn't do this. They don't do that. Well, they do a lot of good stuff and a lot of great stuff. Um, and one of them we'll be talking about it just in a minute. Well, I guess, you know, we could lead into the baseball. But that that Doc and Darrell 30 for 30 um, Last night was fascinating. You know, it came on after the president and the people, which I thought was pretty good as well, and ESPN and ABC. But Doc and Darrell, it took you back, 
and it just, you know, gave me chills because it made you think as a Mets fan and well, as a Yankee fan, but as a New York and a baseball fan, what what could have been, and then what was the redemption of the two guys winning with the Yankees, the World Series, Doc, his father's last time seeing him play, getting a, a no-hitter, and the Yankees winning the World Series in 96. And, um, you know, Darryl was a big part of that, and Doc, and it's just, just amazing. I mean, did you, did you realize that they weren't such great friends and that the whole team was getting high and the drugs and just their own issues in terms of, I guess, abuse of alcohol from their fathers and stuff? I mean, were you aware of those yeah, things? Because so, I didn't really know all of it. No, I didn't really know all of it, but – Slowly but surely, as time goes on, you hear about this team, and they were barely functional, <laughs> you know, in terms of a clubhouse and in terms of, you know, relationships. But on the field, that team, and we'll talk about it, but that team was very young, very talented in 86. And, you know, as Met fans, you look at it and say, wow, we, we, uh, we could have had a couple more if only we put it together. And everybody got real defensive, right? Davey Johnson was like, oh, well, you know, I, I was doing a good job as a manager. And, and everybody started pointing fingers and Lenny Dykstra, you know, doing his thing. And, and it's a shame. You look back and you say, GM-wise, you know, the, the composition of that team was fantastic. And so you would have hoped that they could have ridden it out and, and won, a, won a little bit more. Definitely. I mean, it's mind-boggling, you know, the, the, the Gary Carters, the Keith Hernandez, the Kevin Mitchells, Kevin, you know, McReynolds, uh, you know, the list goes on and on, Back, Bach, um, Wally Backman, you Gary know, Carter, Darryl, yeah, sure. I mean, it, it just, Dystra it was and such, Wilson. yeah, Lenny, oh, Mookie, I mean, it was just such a, a, a great team, and, you know, you just can't believe what they went through. And then, you know, it still needed a Bill Buckner, you know, miss to to bring it home and, and to win it all. You need so a Gary Carter get the, the 13th inning to oh, yeah. hit that off of Mike Scott against the Astros because the Astros played him pretty tough. Had him. You know, in the NLCS. They did, and they and they had him, and those were great battles as well, Ray. You're right. It, it, you know, there it was a lot of competition then, and, and it's hard because young kids might not realize or listen to our show, there was no wild card back then. So, you know, it was the division winners, you know, facing in the playoffs, and that was it, you know. And um, it, it's just kind of wild to think that, um, you know, you really could – what was it, the year before they lost to the Cardinals, who were in the AL East, they won like 98 games in the 85 and missed the playoffs. You know what I mean? So that's, yeah, and then in 88, uh, they went back and, you know, David Cohn had an unbelievable year. I think it was like 21 and, you know, three or something like that. And then, unfortunately, Oral Hershiser had that 56-inning streak, and he won himself the Cy Young. And then in 88, you know, uh, they beat the Dodgers, beat the Mets, and then Kirk Gibson hits that home run. So they came close. But, uh, yeah, yeah. look, at least they have one, right? Could you imagine if they didn't even win that one, Mets fans would just well, be that, going crazy. Exactly, and that's sort of the segment before we get into the second half of the baseball season. So we were thinking of, Ray and I were thinking of, 
you know, since 1970, the really only three, but the three major baseball dynasties of teams that only won one but were good for a great period of time. And that was the 86 Mets, which we were just talking about, who, you know, really from uh, maybe 84, but specifically 85 on, were really good and really talented, but just only got that one World Series. You know, they they couldn't break through they didn't even get to another world series you know because they had to deal with st louis and the dodgers and all these other good teams and they just got that one and then five years before that right ray you think about it you had the la dodgers who were good probably from 77 you know 77 where they lost to the yankees in 77 and 78 they were good for about a five, six, seven-year stretch all the way up to about 82, and they only got the one championship. Why don't you tell everybody about that team and that, that roster of uh, Garvey and, I mean, just everybody. Oh, boy, Garvey and Say and uh, Fernando Valenzuela came in at that rookie in 81. They needed him because they lost to the Yankees in 77 and 78 back-to-back, yeah. back. and then they yeah. beat the Yankees in 81. Uh, yeah. But yeah, that team was uh, Steve Yeager, Ron Say, Monday Yeager, Say, yeah, they, they, <laughs> they had a collection uh, of players. Dusty Baker came through on yeah. that team. They had a Didn't bunch they have of Bob players. Welch? Tommy Lasorda, Bob Welch, Bob Welch Bob pitched Welch. on yeah, that team. One of the yeah, pitchers. that was that was a heck of a team. And um, you know, there's another team that that we don't want to skip though in the '80s. The 1988, 89, and 90 Oakland A's—they go to three straight World Series, and they yeah, lose. That's fair. That's... They lose in '88 to the Dodgers. They win in '89 against the Giants, the the uh, Earthquake Series, and then they get there swept by Jose Rios and the the um, the Reds. Reds. But for those three years, the A's are really, really good. No, they were. I just I don't know if they had the longevity of the other three teams. That's why I wasn't really considering them. But you're right. They totally. I mean, it was like a. You know, it was three like a spark. World Series, I mean, yeah. No, you're right. World I mean, and that's series. it's like the that Buffalo Bills. But at least they and, got and, one. Uh, McGuire and Dave Stewart and Henderson. Yeah. Dave, Dave Henderson. Henderson. Yeah, yeah Dave sure. Henderson. Carney Lansford. Oh, Carney. And we forgot with the Dodgers, the shortstop. My God, Bill Russell and Davey Lopes at second base. Uh, they turned to double plays. And then going to really the <clears throat> dynasty of all dynasties in some way, and they only got one, the Atlanta Thank goodness Braves. they got one. <laughs> yes. I what mean, they, they went into the division like 12 out of 13 well, years or something like that. Bobby Cox, exactly. I mean, this – is the craziest dynasty because, I mean, when you look at the pitching from Galavin to, you know, um, Maddox to John um, Avery, Smoltz, to to Avery Smoltz. Smoltz, you had all those guys, and then you had great bats. You had David Justice and Pendleton and and all the other young, you know, players that they had in the studs. Freddie McGrath. they yeah, Magritte, they only got, and you said 12-year run, but it was so crazy is that they got to 
lose to the Yankees in the World Series twice. They lost to what was that? In, they lost a ninety-eight and ninety-nine to they the lost Yankees. To the twins. No, they lost a ninety-nine. Yeah, they, they lost, lost to the, the Twins. twins. In 91. The Yankees twice. Yep. Yankees 96, 96 and 97. 90, sorry, 96 and 99. 99. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's one of those things. Yeah, and then the first, then they lost to the the Twins in 91. So this was a team that really, and if you remember in 90, they were good, you know. So they went from 90 to probably, oh, you know, 2000 at least being a, a, a very good, if not great team. Because remember, when the Mets made it to the World Series in 2000, they had to go through the Braves. So that right you know, there is a 10-year run. Yeah, it's amazing. I gotta they think, were like, just, like, just like LeBron and them were killing themselves about Dallas, they have to be killing themselves about the 96 Yankees. Up 2-0, up at yeah, home that's... in Game 3, and just <sighs> Lairitz. Hits that home run, oh, that three-run home run from Mark Wohlers, and yeah, his career Wohlers, was never the right. same. But that team has got to think to themselves, we're better than just we one World Series. No, you're right. And, you know, and it's funny because people, you know, I mean, the proof is in the pudding with the guys all going, starting to go into the Hall of Fame now, you know, for the Braves. But, goodness gracious, you, you would have loved to have seen them you know, pull out another World Series, making it to four of them and only winning, um, you know, and only winning one. That's uh, pretty, pretty rough. And to be so good for so long, you know, I, I definitely would say the Braves, the Oakland A's, the Dodgers, and the Mets were really almost dynasties because the dynasties in terms of winning, you win two or three, you know what I mean, over a period of time. But to only win one, you really kind of fall short of being a dynasty, you know. You you really are an almost dynasty, you know. You uh, you just miss it. And that's, that's a rough tell because baseball especially, Ray, you play 162, you know. So let me ask you this, the second half – um, right now, going into it, you have Oreos, Indians, and Rangers in the American League in first place. Then you've got the Nationals, Cubs, and Giants. Do you think – how many do you think could be overtaken with about 72 games remaining in the second half of the season to lose first place? Do you think all these guys will hold on? Or do you have no. like you know, a couple that will, will will fall out of first place? I think two out of the three American League teams go down. I think the mm. Orioles go down. Okay. Either the Red Sox or the or the Rays, but I'm gonna or the Jays. I'm sorry. I'm gonna say the Red Sox. Right. And okay. you know what? Despite that awful start, I think it's gonna be a fairy tale ending for the Houston Astros. I think they catch the Rangers. Um, wow. Nothing. Yeah, Rangers are two and eight in their last ten. They're reeling a yeah. little bit. I like Houston. I think they're getting it together. They got that first bad, terrible month out of their system, and now they're playing good ball. And they can. Do pick, the Indians hold hit. on? 
did the Indians hold on? I think so. I mean, I think so. I think you know the AL All-Star game was one home field just because of Perez and, and Hosmer from the Royals. Do they do they have yeah, that? Yeah, but that's you know, and Kane, Kane will come back from injury. Yeah, Lorenzo Big Daddy Kane is ready to you know help them try and repeat. But no, I think I think that Cleveland and Terry Francona knows how to manage. He knows how to manage young kids. He knows how to manage from ahead. He knows how to manage from behind. I think they're fine. I think the Indians are going to win. I do. I do think the Indians might trade for a bat for the second half for to help them get the home stretch. I think their pitching yeah. is fine. I could see them getting a bat, though. So I think two out of three. What do you think about the American League? Um, oh, I, I'd like to see the Indians do it. I think the Rangers are going to hold off the Astros. Um Although I'd love to see the Astros because we both picked them, and I thought the Mariners would be great, and both of those teams seem like they're catching up. But for some reason, I think the Indy, uh, the Rangers will be able to hold on. Um, not so sure about the Indians. I think because of their pitching, they will hold on. Uh, but I just never count out the Royals. And you're right. I think the Red Sox will be able to outlast the Orioles. I don't like. I love the Orioles hitting, and and but I, I don't love. They're starting pitching, you know. I, I think it's it's been better than maybe they expected. Uh, now let's see if they trade for an arm. But right now, I, I don't I don't see the Orioles in the last stretch doing it. So then the National League, what do you think is going to go down? I think the National League is what it is. So everybody yeah. now is going to win. Um, you know, everybody. I got caught up in the moment, and I picked the Mets to to barely beat the Nationals. But all along, I said, look, this National team's won uh, 96 games two years ago. They're a good team. And when Strasburg gets off to that start that he did, where he didn't lose for the first couple months. Him and Murphy. And And Scherzer is Scherzer. And Murphy's turned it around, and he's done consistently, and especially against the Mets, so that's I mean, he's getting softball <laughs> numbers against the Mets. It's unbelievable. So I, I just think the national team is him. too tough. I think the Cubs <laughs> stumbled a little bit, but I think this All Star break couldn't come at a better time. The young yeah, they just smacked the Rangers today. Yeah. Last I saw it was six nothing. So I know that they probably won that game. And you know what? And the Giants might be the best the team in baseball. So. We worried about the Dodgers with their health, and so with the Giants having Cueto pitching so well and Madison Bumgarner, I mean, you just don't – it'd be hard to see the Dodgers uh, catch him. So unless I, I agree Bumgarner with you. Unless Bumgarner is hurt, he's on the DL for a quick stint, but unless he's uh, – you know, if he's fine and Cueto keeps pitching the way he's pitching, you know, that team just knows how to win, They and they've won – three championships every other year. So on the even years, this might be their year. No, you're right. The, the San Francisco Giants, um, you know, just great manager, great team, and Buster Posey holds it down. Uh, they got a lot of scrappy players. And, you know, you, you wonder if the Cardinals could make a run, but I just think the Cubs – Chris Bryant, you know, starts off the All-Star game, bang, home run. I just think it's it's too much talent, too much offense, and I think they also have a great manager who will get them through the home stretch. The interesting thing in the NL will be those wild cards. Will it be Cardinals, Dodgers? Will it be Cardinals, Mets? You know, those three teams thrown to Pirates, it will be a dog race, uh, you know, for the end of the season. So that should be, you know, fascinating to see. 
Let's talk about the British Open, Ray. We got to make our picks. You know, listen, it's hard to say or go against what our guy, you know, Phil has been doing. And, you know, you can't help but root for him and hope that he can bring it home. Tell me what you think. Who wins the Open? But we like to call it the British Open. Can Phil hold on? I think he's up, what, by one over uh, Henrik Stenson? Can he, can he bring it home, yeah. or you think someone you know else what? is going to do it? Look, at this point, I think it really comes down to five players. I think it comes down to the top five. Uh, Zach Johnson, Keegan Bradley, um, your boy, Sor- I don't even know how to say it, Soren Kedson, and then Henrik Stenson, mm-hmm. And Phil Mickelson. So I'm going to go with the Swede. I'm going to go with Henrik Stenson. He's been around the block a bit. Yeah. He has a good, tight game. Phil Mickelson takes chances. And Phil Mickelson can just as easily play himself out of a 3 4 stroke <laughs> yes. game as he can come back. Yes. Yes. So we've seen Phil break down in the – Second day, you know, second half of tournament. So on Saturdays and Sundays. Hey, he's forty six. We got to root for him, and man. Forty six. You know, I'm rooting for him because he's an old, old veteran. But you know, that's that's Jack uh, that's Jack Nicholson territory to be winning a major at forty six. So in some ways, that's great. But I'm gonna go with uh, Stenson. Okay, I'm not mad at you. Listen, I think Phil is gonna be in contention to the to the final day, like the last minute, but. Um, I actually am going to go with Keegan Bradley. You know, he's what, three shots off, and I think it's time for him to get in there and get one done. You know, now look, well, Zach Johnson is snooping around. He won last year at the Open. Um, you know, Jordan Spieth just made the cut, so he's not going to be a threat. I don't even know if Justin Day is in this thing. I haven't seen his name at all. Um Jason Day, you know, I haven't seen him at all, so I don't even know if he was playing. But I, I think uh, Keegan Bradley is, I think he's going to be the winner of the 2016. I just like the way that he, you know, played today, and he's he just seems like he's he's building momentum. So that's going to be Tay's pick. And, um, man, the golf season's flying by, you know. Golf and tennis, man, they kind of – they sneak up on you, right? And then all of a sudden you're like, wait a minute, golf and tennis, it's like, uh, you know, they're three-fourths into their season. It's, it, 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 does, it does fly by, and you're like, wow, you know. But you're right, you'd love to see Phil get it. I, I don't know too many golf fans. Forget about America or other countries or whatever. I just think golf fans would love to see uh, Phil win. You know what I mean? The forty-six-year-old. Oh yeah. Lefty, no, no, no. No less. <laughs> and that's what it comes down to. So as we're closing out the show, man, we got to talk about some signings in the NBA. You know, ladies and gentlemen in Philadelphia, stand up and smile. It's official. You have signed Dario Saric. He has come over to be your stretch 3-4, and we're finally going to get to see this guy three years later to see how talented he is, along with an amazing Ben Simmons who's looked great in summer league. Yes, I've been watching it. The semifinals, uh, the quarterfinals start Saturday. You know, they're playing some elimination games today. So, you know, the Sixers lost to the Brooklyn Nets, but they've been looking good. 
So Phoenix what do they been do? Looking good. Do they trade Jalil Okafor for like a Bradley Beal? I mean, I'm not saying Washington gets rid of Bradley Beal, but somebody no, like that No, I think for maybe Boston, like Avery, Avery, Avery Bradley maybe. I think they're going to have to move one of them, Ray, but I don't know if Embiid's got the trade bait and you don't know how healthy he is. I would say the guy to probably move would be Okafor. If Embiid is okay, if he's not okay, then you have to move Nerlens Noel. You'd want to keep Noel in a sense because he's not a big plotting center like Embiid and Okafor, right? And no, Noel could play a little backup 4-5 and could block shots. But I don't know. I think at the end of the day, if I had to make a guess before the season starts, they're going to trade one of them, and I would I would say it's going to be Noel. I think Westbrook might go before the season starts, so we still have a lot of NBA news that will be flying. Um, Ginobili signs one one year. One more, he's going for it, $14 million. I'd like to see Terrence Jones signs with the Pelicans. Jordan Hill, the veteran forward that played with the Lakers and Pacers and was drafted by the Knicks, he signed with the Timberwolves. By the way, he's so, drafted you know, by the Knicks the slot right after Steph Curry. I know. We wanted him to. And how about this? The Clippers, you know, they signed most fates, but they just signed Raymond Felton. They finally get a nice backup point guard. Uh, behind Chris Paul. I like Raymond Felton as a backup to him. Austin Rivers, to me, is a tweener. So I think teams are slowly building their rosters. They're making moves. And, you know, that's what the summer's about, you know, and it's going to be fascinating to see. You know, the if summer, I'm a Nets fan, the truth. I'm so Tell the truth. The summer's about Tay watching NBA Summer League. That's what it's really about. I'm telling about. you, man, Chris Dunn has been getting busy. <laughs> Devin Booker looks good. D'Angelo Russell for the Lakers looks like he's finally remembered that he's a baller. I mean, it's it's been fun and exciting, and Monday night will be the championship. So, you know, we'll uh, talk about it on Monday a little bit. At least Ray will sneak it in. We start to get ready for the Olympics. I think we're going to have a, a big-time guest who's joined us before. So hopefully we can talk Olympics and a little bit of Knicks with him. So, um, you know, it's exciting. It's fun. And, um, you know, I'm just happy to see some good basketball. And I still think Westbrook, you think they trade him now? I think they have to. They have to get something for him. Because if you wait during the deadline, like you get nothing on the deadline. You know, you really get nothing. So anyway, look. Good show. Everybody have a great sports weekend. Baseball's back. Enjoy it. Have some fun. You know, you'll get ready for a a bunch of things coming up with the Olympics soon and everything. But right now, it's all about the Open, the British Open this weekend, and baseball. So, like always, thanks for listening. Have a great sports weekend. We're out. (laughs) 